0: This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. It's the morning majus. It's the morning majus. Talking the stories that are shaping headlines, plus those that make you go Hmm. Yes. Good morning, Sharjah and the United Arab Emirates. Welcome on to the Morning Majlis. a brand new week indeed, and uh, we're looking forward to a shorter work week for many of you. And it is exciting times. I know it is very, very warm these days. And we've seen temperatures hitting above 50 degrees Celsius in Abu Dhabi's Dhafra region over the weekend. And that's put a lot of people thinking that it is getting very very hot this summer it has been unbearable for many but over in the other parts of the globe where you normally don't associate that those regions to be extremely hot see, they can be warm during the summers but extremely hot is is quite alarming as well so we've we've seen Heatwaves across the world, and that's going to be one of our top discussions this morning.
1: Yeah, we have to talk about how a an extreme heatwave, we should call it, it is coming across Europe and affecting uh, main main countries like Italy, as Italian authorities have issued red alerts for extreme weather in 16 of its country's cities just yesterday, and how they've announced actually that meteorologists have stated Europe's current highest record uh, record recorded temperature, I should say of 48.8 degrees Celsius was set 2 days ago uh, was set in Sicily 2 years ago but could be exceeded in the coming days and that's actually caused several forest fires across Europe especially in the Canary Islands of Spain so we're going to be talking about how the extreme conditions in terms of weather and how climate change is is really quite evident when it comes to these harsh uh, temperatures and harsh realities of the environment over in Europe Staying in Europe and moving to my homeland of the United Kingdom, they also were quite active over the weekend, signing a deal to join a trade pact with several countries in Asia and the Pacific. Um, which include, of course, Japan and Australia. It's a pact called the CPTPP. Now, it is a bit of a mouthful. If you don't know what it is, we're going to dive into what exactly that trade pact is and uh, what what it's really going to be bringing to businesses and households across the United Kingdom because it seems like they've had a difficult year and maybe they need to change up the recipe. So we're going to let you know about what that pact is and all of the details that come with it.
0: Yep, we'll be catching up with all of those uh, updates, the economic updates from that part of the globe as well, because this morning China has also reported uh, growth of 6.3%. It does miss a lot of expectations, but it has been uh, a, a very, very interesting reaction in other markets. Asian markets have fallen this morning slightly as they continue to digest the economic data. Uh, coming out of China. So we'll be uh, touching on the Southeast Asian region in particular. Uh, yes, uh, so throughout the program, we'll be bringing you up to speed with all the big developments. Uh, we'll also be talking to you about um, the Shanja Aquariums, uh, the turtle rehabilitation program that Alia had briefed us on uh, the uh, or during the news headlines. So we're looking forward to catching up with some local updates as well. But meanwhile, we're asking you, On the text lines, 4215, are you excited for a shorter work week? Does that mean your regular week is now going to be busy with more work? Or are you really looking forward to a big staycation? Or are you traveling abroad? Are you booking a tactical holiday as well? Get involved. We would love to hear from you. You're listening to The Morning Majlis, only on Pulse95. Pulse 95, 95. The Heart of Shasha. All day. Pulse 95.
1: 95.
0: The Morning Majlis. Talking the stories that are shaping headlines. This is, is Pulse 95. Let's talk for
1: a little bit about uh, UAE's relations with uh, uh, with countries worldwide because they have some very strong relations with India because of India the Indian Prime Minister uh, Narendra Modi arriving in Abu Dhabi over the weekend for an official visit. Now he met with uh, his Highness Pre- uh, President Sheikh Mohammed for a wide-ranging talks all on the bilateral relations. On Saturday afternoon, but that's not all that was discussed. More specifically, they really focused on uh, the matters of mutual interest, which are which do include global issues concerning COP28, the upcoming event that the UAE is is of course hosting in November, and India's G20 presidency. Uh, Further on that. They also, um, uh, the president, the, sorry, the prime minister of India met with Dr. Sultan Al Jaber, the president delegate of the COP28 climate change, and discussed further enhancing cooperation between the UAE and India on delivering ambitious and inclusive outcomes for this upcoming COP28. And it's not the first time that the UAE and India have had quite encouraging relations because they did enter into a comprehensive economic partnership agreement back in May 2022. And that trade deal actually saw a reduction or in some cases, a wavering of tariffs on more than 80% of UAE of UAE goods which were impor- imported to India. And a joint committee was established between the nations, or to improve market access and assess, revise and propose amendments to that agreement. Now, the first meeting of that joint committee saw a target of set of being $100 billion in non-oil trade by 2030. Some big, big, big figures there. But let's talk about the economy side, because they both made, had an agreement in terms of Currency and trade, haven't they, Abdul Kareem?
0: Yeah, looking at the following, that's a comprehensive economic partnership agreement and a number of uh, other, uh, well, since since that signing and the the, the the trade between the two sides are now stands at about eighty-five billion dollars, making UAE India's largest, uh, India's third largest trading partner and second largest export destination and that that make that is quite significant mm. in terms of the value of the relations between the two sides and of course it was a 6 hour visit Uh, Prime Minister Narendra Modi had arrived from the Bastille Day celebrations over in Paris. Uh, But they signed a very important uh, uh, agreement. The agreements uh, which brings them to agree to use dirhams and rupees for cross-border transactions. And now was very interesting to note that we used the figure $85 billion of trade volume But when it comes to new figures maybe they could be announced in dirhams and and rupees Mm -hmm. Um, so the agreement aims to put in place a local currency settlement which is the lcss to promote the use of the indian rupee and dirham bilaterally the agreement covers all current account transactions and permitted capital account transactions india could make its first rupee repayment uh, for uae oil to abu dhabi national oil company And uh, this agreement would promote investments and remittances between the two countries. Use of local currencies helped to optimize transaction costs and settlement time for transactions, including for remittances from Indians residing in the UAE. The two countries also agreed to cooperate on linking their fast payment systems India's unified payments interface with the UAE's instant pl- payment platform to ease those cross-border money transfers. So there's lots to look forward to when it comes to uh, this agreement and, and, and a very important six-hour visit. Yeah, definitely
1: an important six-hour visit. And it's great to see that the UAE is recognised um how important that relationship is with India. I mean, if you look at the figures, there's 2.8 million um, Indians across the UAE. So it just shows how how many people, how many uh, of, of Indian Indian nationals, call the UAE their home and the government across the UAE is just recognizing that importance. I'd like to pose a question to you, Abdukreen, because it's been a discussion here on the show for many weeks now. Is this the start of the UAE potentially diverting away from uh, being um, or holding on to that dollar in terms of trade? Because we've talked about how the Western world is is struggling over, especially in the US and uh, potentially the UAE using their own currency or other currencies to encourage trade relations,
0: yeah, a step in the right direction really when it comes to the bilateral trade of things. Uh, but uh, we've also seen the the use of the international dollar when it comes to those global transactions, and uh, and of course um, there is there has been a lot of talk about. Uh, let's say China also buying mm-hmm. uh, or, or paying or dealing in in, in their local currency. Uh, we've seen how Russia had initially said that, you know, if we were selling our oil, buy it in rubles. Uh, so um, it's, it's interesting how countries are making those decisions. Uh, and uh, in terms of this bilateral agreement between the UAE in, and India, just goes to show the importance and significance of those ties between the two countries. And of course uh, the progress of the comprehensive uh, comprehensive economic partnership agreement which includes that enhanced market access lower or eliminated tariff rules simpler cost and procedures clear and transparent rules and rule based competition as well so uh, but in terms of the trend, we could potentially see mm. more CEPA agreements, which, yeah. which the UAE has signed with a lot of countries, and we can see those regional blocks and agreements which we now will also be talking to, uh, to the listeners about so what the UK has been doing mm-hmm. in terms of those regional trade blocks that they've been signing. So That conversation is going to be up next here on the programme, but before that, we'll let you enjoy the musical entertainment and, of course, keep your thoughts coming in on 4215 about how you are looking forward uh, to a brand new week, but a shorter week as well. Join the conversation with, with the, the morning matchless Pulse 95. Back with a bang, it's speaking about what's happening across the world and in terms of trade deals. Asia Pacific, it is the UK has announced uh, an agreement to join. CPTPP. Now, it doesn't sound as nice as CPTPP. <laughs> but I'm sure it is as fruitful as CPTPP agreements. Now, they've signed that trade pact with several countries in the Asian Pacific, including Japan and Australia. And uh, it is a club of 500 people that the UK market will be able to access. So now the big question is, what does it mean for businesses and households? Because there's been a lot of question marks. And if you watch TikTok videos from the UK, a lot of people are expressing their their frustration at what's been happening. Rishi Sunak has been making some uh, announcements, even announced that he's going to raise the fees for visa costs so that he can fund the economy. Mm. Um, He's not been that popular, and a lot of people have been raising question marks over the ongoing uh, humanitarian gesture that they're providing to to Ukraine. Economic concerns are really high, but what is this going to do? The CPTPP.
1: Yeah, I think uh, why people are so frustrated is they haven't seen the government do anything. So it's nice to see that they are uh, uh, being proactive and and, uh, joining a trade pact, as you stated, with a club of 500 million people that could really benefit not only the businesses across the UK, but but the households as well. Yes, let's dive into what the CPTPP stands for. It's the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. And it is a trade agreement with 11 differing nations being Australia, Brunei, Canada, Chile, Japan, Malaysia, Mexico, New Zealand, Peru, Singapore and finally Vietnam. And now those founding members did sign the Pacific Trade Pact all the way back in March 2018 and the uk is the first non-founding country to actually join um, but will be the second biggest economy just after japan and it takes the value of the new grouping to 11 trillion pounds so it's quite a a a powerful trade pack this but Let's talk about what's what's in it for the UK. It is looked at as a short-term gains uh, a gain, uh, being quite marginal. Uh, and the UK already had deals with the majority of these nations as part of the EU membership, which has been carried over. But since Brexit, the UK has added Australia, and New Zealand to its trade deal tally and it was just Brunei and Malaysia left that the UK didn't have a deal with and between them those account for less than 0.5% of the total UK trade but even with some changes to the trading arrangements with other countries the gains from the expanded accord is expected to be fairly small uh, around 0.08% of the GDP over 10 years however the the business and trade secretary like Icons this new trade pack to a startup indicating the estimates do not account for the fact for that some members, for example, Vietnam, are rapidly growing in in importance to global trade. So it's p- potentially getting in there early uh, whilst these uh, Pacific and, uh, I should say, um, uh, Pacific and Trans-Pacific, mm-hmm. I should say, are, are, are beginning to boom, just like Vietnam.
0: Yep and um uh, Kemi Badenoch, who is the Business and Trade Secretary, has been releasing statements saying that it will help the UK economy grow and build on the hundreds of thousands of jobs uh, that these businesses will, will already support and and uh, up and down the country. Uh, one in every 100 worker in Britain was employed by a business headquartered in a CPTPP nation, according to government data. They're saying that this deal will open up huge opportunities and unparalleled access to markets of over 500 people uh, and it the trade pact evolved out of the new de, of the now defunct trans-pacific partnership or the tpp that originated in the united states but fell apart after the former president uh, donald trump had scrapped the american involvement so it's it's interesting to see what this this is going to to provide um and the big news itch uh, that the big news is that the UK will also grant uh, Canadian farmers more access to the UK market, so that's going to be great as well for that uh, economy. So overall, there are some positives as well, mm-hmm. but there are some concerns, indeed, of course. Uh, but overall, I think it's going to be uh, a, a good a, a step in the right direction because. The UK economy has, has has already faced some challenges over the last few weeks with the mm-hmm. inflation data coming out, and of course the cost of living crisis in in the country.
1: Yeah, and um, I think when it comes to this agreement, it's gonna it's gonna take some time. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, before coming into force, I should say it's gonna take at least a year. But the Partnerships potential has been described as uh, fruitful and key for the future of the United Kingdom. So it's like I said, it's going to be seen by tomorrow. um, Hopefully the effect, I should say, really, uh, of this agreement. But let's, let's, let's stay on the topic of Europe and move on to the effects of climate change because they've had a very, very difficult time recently, I should say this week, Uh, with extreme heat warnings, causing forest fires over in the Spanish Canary Islands and some very, very windy conditions across Britain. So that story is coming up next here on The Morning Matchless.
0: Yeah, whilst we wait for that as well, we've also got the uh, business headlines uh, fast approaching, in fact. So what we're going to do, meanwhile, is uh, just a little catch up on another economic data that's... uh, uh, emerged out of the the Asian Pacific region as as we've continued our focus on that uh, territory. Uh, Asia Pacific markets fell uh, today as as investors are digesting digesting the key economic data emerging from China, uh, where China's economy grew six point three percent, missing a lot of expectations from analysts, and that's one of the reasons why there has been a little bit of a concern. Hong Kong markets will likely be closed all day due to warning issued for the typhoon uh, and uh, in mainland china the markets reacted in a way the shanghai composites fell and 1.05 percent. shenzhen component was down 0.45 percent. australia's snp and asx 200 were also marginally lower the country will release unemployment figures later this week which will give more clues to the reserve bank of australia's rate decisions uh, japan's markets are closed for marine day so they've had a, a short work week as well. South Korea's COSPI dipped 0.12%, but the COSDAG was up 0.11% ahead of the release of its trade figures for June. And in Southeast Asia, Singapore's non-oil domestic exports dropped 15.5% in June compared to a year earlier, while more trade data will be released from Indonesia later on. And China's growth GDP print for the second quarter marked a 0.8% pace of growth from the first quarter slower than the 2.2% quarter on quarter pace recorded in the first three months of the year another interesting figure was the unemployment rate was 21.3% amongst the youth between the ages of 16 to 24. It is a new record. Well, in line with that, we'll quickly move on to the business updates. We'll be back again right after that. And as Louis said, the heat wave across the world is going to be the hot topic of this morning. Pulse 95. This is Pulse
1: 95. Pulse 95. A story to tell.